Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Arthur Wong. Arthur, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, thanks for having me on, Glenn. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a realtor slash fighter, firefighter slash uh, investor in the Cleveland area at this point. Yeah. And um, yeah, hoping to scale up to get to uh, apartments. Cool. Where, where do you live in Canada? Um, in Markham. Okay. Markham. I, yeah. I got the, I come out to Markham every once in a while, so I'll have to uh, hook up for a drink or some food or something. Actually, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, you're, you're, you're investing in Cleveland, which actually is a very popular place right now. Uh, what, what drew you to Cleveland? Tell me your story. How did you, how did you get there? Were you buying in Canada first? What's, what's the story here? So, story to be quite honest um i started on the uh a fire department and one of the guys there had actually uh started in i think he started in like florida and then went to indianapolis and then went to cleveland and basically when at the time that i was buying it was cleveland that was the you know better returns yeah and so i just started looking there i bought something uh turnkey yeah. and then uh, about a year and a half after that the guy that originally was um was invested in the states ended up selling all those properties i ended up buying one of him and then at the beginning of this year i bought another one off another firefighter and then one off of his uh father-in-law <laughs> and then i have uh another one on in in contract basically to buy we're actually just talking about some stuff right now because uh in the cleveland area there's something called the point of sale so when you're trying to sell your house um you have to actually do some repairs and make sure that it's up to par for that area, basically. Oh. And uh, so he's trying to get his repairs done first, and then uh, then I'll buy it. And then his father-in-law has another one, a duplex this time, that he wants to sell. So we've just got a verbal on that one. And so by the end of this year, I'll have six um, with seven doors. And really, I don't really do a ton of investing here in Canada, even though I'm a realtor. Yeah. Um, I do have a coach house in the back so uh, we have a detached garage and there's a uh, legal one bedroom apartment above there oh cool and uh yeah so that's kind of what i have um <laughs> hope that answers it yeah no that was i wish i i wish i was like yeah i swung a hammer and uh no. some screwdrivers down to the states i did i i've seen my very first house i've never physically seen the other ones so so you were saying before that the one guy was selling all his stuff off why was he selling why didn't he why didn't he want to keep everything anymore you know what? He had a bunch. I remember at one point he said he had uh, $80,000 worth of rental income that year, yeah. um, which is a good amount. I think he had he was mortgaged a bit, but he had purchased um, a couple of pre-construction things here in uh, the GTA. Yeah. And that was a time where the run-up was huge, right? So there was a lot of money to be made, uh, more so than the appreciation down in uh, Cleveland. I find Cleveland's mainly cash flow. Things might appreciate a bit. I haven't sold anything, yeah. But uh, things might appreciate, but they don't. They didn't appreciate like how the GTA was appreciating <laughs> in uh, 2016, 2017, right? So uh, maybe 2015 in there. So that's why he was ending up. He wanted to uh, make sure he can actually afford all those pre-constructions. So that's why he sold. Okay. No, and no. Then my, go ahead. The, the second buddy who was selling, he ended up. He's a he's a mortgage broker now, like yep. private mortgages. Yep. So I think a bit uh, more certainty there as long as nothing defaults. And then he also gets a bit of a cut of commission too. So that's why he's trying to sell. So. Oh, okay. That's interesting. 
<laughs> yeah. You see, you're, you live in Canada. What what drew you to the states? Eventually, like I guess originally was just uh, people from work, like just showing you good returns. Like what what happened in there? I so I used to work in Abu Dhabi. I worked there for four years. I came back home and I had um, a good amount of money. And I remember yeah. I I looked around and I had almost bought. Yeah, when I say almost, not not really close, but like I was definitely thinking about it. Yeah, about buying like some like a triplex uh, close to Castle Loma, basically. That was one going to be one of my first ones, and it was. Uh, I think at that time it was 2010, and it was probably around 300, maybe 320, yeah. um, 320 thousand, something like that. And um, I didn't. Um, and man, if I did, I, I think I would have done really well. But oh, yeah. uh, basically, you're just looking at affordability. Um, I've always looked at, and even though I didn't, I don't know if I necessarily knew the term cash flow. Yeah, I'd never really was banking on appreciation because I've if anyone asks, I always tell them I, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm about the worst stock picker ever. Um, and so basically, all I can do is hope that uh, or do my calculations and get actual positive cash flow, right? And hope that uh, my houses are uh, occupied, essentially, right? Rented out, yep. and that's all I can do. So, um, they're selling houses on the south part of Guelph and over here in Cambridge, and they're now offering like six months of they're going to pay your mortgage or your uh, rental, you know, fees, or they'll guarantee renters. For... The guaranteed? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm They've like, been actually. So that uh, just completely aside, uh, that was my first place that I actually had a contract on was out in Waterloo. Yeah, it was the uh, Icon building. And yeah, I bought a, uh, I think it was a one plus den, which essentially is a two bedroom. Yeah. And uh, they they were guaranteeing rents for I think it was two years and eight months and then uh, free property, uh, sorry, free uh, property management and things like that. Right. So, um, yeah, like they're doing that quite a bit. And uh Hey, you know what? If you can do it, if the numbers make sense that way, go for it. Because after two or three years, when they're they're not guaranteeing it, uh, then hopefully by then you've you know covered most of well, not well, yeah, most of it, but hopefully it's cash flow. You've got yourself right? to at least a good spot. I hope yeah. so. Uh, whenever I started getting those emails, it started to scare me. I was on the other side. I was like, oh no, no, right? Like, what's yes. happening to our market here? Right? I'm like, does that mean that they're not able to sell these? But I do realize that they're usually selling them for a very high price. Like they're asking for, um, you know, they're buying a, a condo townhouse and they're asking for, you know, five to seven hundred thousand dollars for them. And you're just like, really for, yeah. <laughs> for a townhouse? But anyway yeah someone else mentioned that that uh yeah once you see that uh the market's gonna go down later on but hey you know what i don't have a crystal ball uh yeah so i have no idea <laughs> i'm gonna have to get uh I, i'm sorry and do some name dropping but i, I have to get quentin D'Souza on this show because i listened to him do a little rant on this same topic and it was talking about um how do I word this? <laughs> but basically, whenever the there there should be a recession starting is when uh, whenever the banks want to lower their rates to pull more people into the uh, in into the the purchasing market. Yeah, the first sign that that's happening is whenever they start dropping the qualifiers for the mortgages. He may have like hit the nail right on the head. So he what his theory is that we won't actually see a recession because they'll just make corrections and they don't actually have to change the rate in order to keep people into the market to keep pushing it, at least level it, keep it level. 
So anyway, I don't, it's good for me because I still have properties here in Canada too. So why did you get into, uh, just to get back to your story, I probably should do some of that. So because we've got a side, side tangent. Uh, so did, was there something that drew you specifically to Cleveland over other parts of Ohio or other parts of the country? You know what? Um, no, I have to say it's basically someone pointed me in, in the direction, go over there. I was like, okay, I'll go over there. And took a look at it. And um, you know how um, they talk about the 1% rule, the yep. 2% rule. And you look at those. Not that I knew those rules back then. But yep. my first place that I bought um, was in a not-so-desirable area. And um, it was I bought it for $23,500. I probably had to put about – once the tenant was gone, I had to put in another about $6,000. So I call it a $30,000 purchase. Yeah. Um, and it's – it's currently renting for 826 and that's uh, lower than it was before so like that's significantly above the 2% rule yep no. um and again i didn't know that term back then and now i mean the fact that the 2% rule got watered down to the 1% rule uh, <laughs> i'm still doing well right so oh, yeah. um yeah like my next place i think i bought it for 35000 and this one's been way more solid it's a nicer area and i get $900 off of it right so yeah, uh, that's great. And the ones that I just bought this year are sort of the same, except I found that not everything's rosy this year. For some reason, I just found that um, I've been having a little bit of bad luck uh, in, you know, I think sometimes you'll just run into bad years. Um, hopefully I can weather it, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure I can, but yeah. it, I'd rather have positive cash flow. But for instance, the first place that I bought that's renting for 826. Uh, same tenant's been in there for since 2015. And okay. I just found out in January or February that she hadn't paid utilities in 24 months. And that always comes back to the owner, right? And so, oh, geez. And so that 24 months ended up being about 2,400 bucks. So it was like $100 a month. And honestly, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'll, I'll pay the 100 bucks per month, right? So I had to pay that. Um, and yeah, kind of kind of go from there but i found sort of these things like i, I bought one per, uh, bought one property from uh, the other friend of mine and then basically i owned it for i don't know a week and then they put in their notice right and so i was like ah oh, man right and then yeah. um i'm i'm in the midst of changing property managers not not be i actually the reason i'm buying all these from my uh co-workers was because i really like the property manager and the only way he actually manages your property is that he was the guy who initially rehabbed and flipped it basically. Um, and, um, and so that's why I wanted to buy these properties because I, I liked them and I want to still work with them. But then all of a sudden, uh, last month he was like, Hey, I'm getting out of the property management part. I'm just going to stick with the flipping. And uh, so we're being downloaded to someone else, which I just had a conversation with them today and seems okay, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, all told, this has not been the greatest year. Even though I'll end up like yeah. having more properties, but hey, hopefully next year is better, and the year after that's better, and then hopefully I'll have an apartment soon within the year, kind of thing, and and we'll kind of go from there, right? So you know what? That's all part of the business. It it goes up yeah. and down. My start of this year was rough. Like I had a lot of vacancies just because everyone decided to move out at the same time, and then there was uh renovations to be done and it just like killed cash flow it just it just it was tough and it it's part of it but you you know 
it's part of the game. <laughs> it's part of yeah. the whole thing. And it, as long as you're cash flowing, you'll make up for it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. you meant, you could sort of mention like, I guess it's like a referrals that you kind of, how you got into, uh, Ohio and stuff like that. And really, I think that's some of the main parts of the game. Like, uh, a lot of the reason I got into the markets I'm in is, from listening to podcasts and shows and stuff like, and I, and then I, you know, I get it down to like, you know, 15 markets and I do my own thing. And I kind of would, you know, some of it, especially off the start, I took a lot of stuff with just, uh, just to take a stab at it. Like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And it's, I, that's how it kind of went. Like, uh, when I first one bought in uh, Huntsville, Alabama and in all honesty, I didn't really know what I was doing on the first one. I, I, I'm the kind of guy that ready fire and then I'll, came afterwards <laughs> and so i i jumped in bought the property and then i uh figured out what was going on in the city and everything else and it was uh it, it all worked out and it turned out to be my favorite place out of all the places i've invested and uh but it was it was it was a lot of luck right and 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 really i guess that's a you take some referrals from people and you take a stab at it and then uh I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you can learn from some other people. Cause that's, that's how, that's how I still learn stuff. When I need another property manager, I'll go find some people I know. Hey, I heard you're in this market. Who do you, who do you use for this? Who yeah. yeah. Who do you have for, who do you have for a contractor? And the, the people, a lot of people are pretty good for, for sharing. So. Yeah. And you know what, this whole, uh, this whole group or uh, I find no one's holding back you know, no one's uh, holding on to their secrets really tight to their chest. They're just telling you straight out. And it's like, basically, I, I feel like they're like, oh, you got the balls? Go do it. Yep. <laughs> and I'll yep. share all the information with you. And so yep. it's a it's a great little network here, I find. Like, I, I got to say, um, I just bought a Tesla yep. about four months ago. And I'd like to say that it's going to pay for itself because of all the podcasts I listen to while I'm driving. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this this Tesla saved my life. You know, hey, I'm going to go rich because I bought this. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, and and then you start connecting with people like yourself and it's just sharing of information. It's, no one no one says, you know what, uh, I'm tired of talking to you. See you later. Right. So yeah. uh, it's it's a great um, community. Yeah, and uh, that's the main thing is a lot of times if you you give to people and then they'll give back. If you want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Ooh, I guess email. Um, I'm a realtor as well. You can look me up, uh, Arthur at ArthurWong.ca. So A-R-T-H-U-R at A-R-T-H-U-R-W-O-N-G dot C-A. So that, wait, that... wait, hold on. I should find a business card around here. <laughs> if only my desks were cleaner. Hmm. <laughs> In all honesty, like, I think, like, 90% of our listeners are doing it through, like, uh, you know, iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, there you go. How's that? <laughs> That's great. Thanks for your time, Arthur. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think, actually, some people are going to get some great value from this. I think it's going to be good. I hope so. I just <laughs> like talking anyway, so I would have done it regardless. <laughs> awesome. Thanks very much. Glenn, thank you very much. Talk to you later.